Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So in this video, in this podcast today, I want to talk about the hobby, the practice, the passion of stacking, of buying physical silver and gold taking delivery and and using that to really preserve your wealth to uh, diversify yourself outside of this fiat out of this debt-based system and I want to talk about why I think in the next five years this has the potential to to at least double in terms of its popularity in terms of how many people are stacking silver and gold now the focus of this will be primarily what we would consider uh, western countries, US, uh, Europe, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, etc. Mostly because I can't speak as much to to some of these cultural uh, 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 nuances within countries like China or India. Plus, some of these factors just won't necessarily be at play as much within those countries. Uh, Now, the, the, the funny thing is, is that, you know, over the last, I'd say five years now, maybe in six years, uh, silver and gold, uh, you certainly looking at their price would appear to be depressed relative to where it was in 2011, 2012. And don't get me wrong, you know, certainly since 2016, I would say the, the demand side investment demand for silver and gold has dropped off pretty significantly, even with a bit of a recent turnaround. And I've talked about this quite a bit in the past, about how I think there's a lot of people that got into silver and gold, maybe for the wrong reasons, not really looking long term. They're looking short term that this is going to be either over the next year or two, we're going to see a total collapse of the dollar or or the U.S. empire or something like that, or that they were going to see silver and gold go to the moon over a short term, over a short term. And, and don't get me wrong, you know, I'm a big believer that silver and gold can be an investment that it can appreciate in more than just fiat terms, but also, you know, purchasing power. That it can act as more than just a hedge, as an insurance, as 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 a way to save money, as a way to diversify diversify your portfolio. But all those things that I just listed, those are the primary reasons that most people and and why I believe individuals. Uh, uh, should be buying silver and gold. Now, obviously, don't take this in, as investment advice, but the whole idea of investment when it comes to silver and gold, that's that's a bit of a secondary reason for me personally. And I think a lot of people saw it as a primary reason that over the next year or two, now that they individually have bought into this market, that it has to go up. It didn't do that. And they kind of became uh, uh, disillusioned. They, they sold it off and and maybe became very bitter towards silver and gold as a whole. Despite that, you know, I think we still see quite a few people moving into this space. In fact, I did a question, uh, I asked a question in one of my recent live streams, you know, how many of you guys in the last, I forget what the time period was, but how many of you guys are, are relatively new to silver and gold? And, and people are saying, you know, last month, three months ago, that's when they started. And so in fact, before I get into these four reasons, comment down below. Let me know, when did you start stacking uh, if it was within the last six months? Because I think we'll all be surprised by just how many people 
uh, fall into that category. But anyways, getting into this list, uh, four different reasons as to why I think uh, stacking could could double in popularity over the next five years. Number one in this list, and these are in no partic- particular order, uh, political upheaval. Now, I know a lot of you, including myself, have have very strong political convictions, whether it's on the left side of things, right side, libertarian, wherever it is. Uh, it's not like stackers are apolitical. That's hardly the case. But I think that we're going to see over the next five years quite a few people uh, kind of decide that that maybe this political system is broken. Uh, maybe that there's this isn't necessarily a bipolar political world. I think that's going to be half of this story of, of political reasons as to get into stacking silver and gold. And then this extends beyond the United States, right? I think you see a lot of dissatisfaction in places like Australia, Canada, and certainly Europe, right? This yellow vest protest that's in, in France right now and, and to some extent extend, extending to other countries. You see it with this this whole Brexit debate, this ongoing Brexit debate that's going on on almost three years since the vote, uh, two and a half years roughly. You see it in places like Italy and, and the populist movement there. Uh, and so I think that's going to be part of it. People that that decide that, yeah, I have, you know, I support this side or that side or whatever, but I realize that that this is not going to end well regardless. And, and, and maybe I want to diversify myself out of the system or to realize that, hey, maybe there's bigger hands at work here. There's bigger powers at work here that extend beyond political parties. I'm talking central banks and, 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 and you know, deep state, etc. Now, the other side of it is what I would call the Trump effect. And, and the effect that it's had on the silver and gold markets. Now, this is dependent on, on kind of a key event, and that is the 2020 election. Now, the 2016 election, I, I'm a big believer that with the election of Trump, that was at least part of the reason why silver and gold demand fell off. Because stackers tend to be a little bit more conservative. Now, not maybe more libertarian. Yeah, there's there's liberal people in this space as well, but it tends to be more conservative. And with his election, I think a lot of people got this idea in their head that, that things were going to be better economically. And, and this is by no means a, a criticism of Trump. I'm not trying to be political in this message. Simply, I'm simply saying that a lot of things haven't changed with the election of Donald Trump. The, the deeper uh, root issues of our economic problems here in the United States and around the world. Um, and despite that, I think a lot of people left this space or, or stopped buying silver and gold for that reason. And if Donald Trump were to lose the 2020 election, I think that, you know, assuming we'd have a Democrat in office, uh, you, you could see renewed passion for, for silver and gold because of, of just a, a, a wholehearted opposition to the the ruling uh, party, which I think would be Democratic in the White House and potentially in the Senate in the House as well. And basically people seeing that that it's, it's not going to end well, you know, even if Trump is elected, you know, if we under if we, we experience a, a recession or something along those lines, people could still realize that, hey, I support the guy, but it, it doesn't mean that he can change some of these deeper economic issues. So that's number one on this list, political. And I think this extends beyond the United States. You got the Trump effect as well as just a broader uh, uh, increasing polarization uh, and people realizing that maybe, hey, uh, uh, there's there's deeper forces at work here and, and I want to um, get myself out of that system. Number two on this list uh, we, we have to talk about, and that is the economy and the markets. 
you know, 2008, the Great Recession, the financial crisis, you saw a huge spike in investment demand for gold and especially silver. There's a lot of people that woke up during that time period. People were worried. They were worried about the future of the dollar. They're worried about the future of stock markets, real estate markets, and they're worried about all this 0% interest rate or negative interest rate policy, quantitative easing, massive uh, debt at the sovereign level that was being accumulated during that time period. And you saw a lot of people really get interested in, in silver and gold as a means to, to preserve their wealth and to get out of the system. Now, maybe some of that has, has gone away over the years as, as we're kind of moving into something like the 10th year plus of, of this quote unquote recovery, economic recovery. But I, I do believe that certainly in the next five years, I think well below five years, well before five years from now, we're going to experience another major economic downturn. I use the term recession, but it very well could be a full-blown depression in the United States and in much of the Western world. And I think, again, you're, you're going to see this renewed interest, this renewed desire to get out of the system, this fear about the future of fiat currency, stock markets, uh, 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 real estate markets, etc. as those asset prices fall. Now, you know, the, the, the potential other side of this argument is, hey, it could be so bad that people might just not have the money to move into silver and gold. But I think that there will be enough amount of, of, of people out there that, that will choose to do so. Um, and, and I think that that is going to certainly uh, increase investment demand as well as, as just the broader popularity in this space. Now, number three on this list, and, and we can't really talk about this, the, the third one without talking about the second one, but that is that I think we're going to see a lot of people across the, the different generations, boomers, Gen X, millennials, even Gen Z, I think over the next five years are going to realize that this whole idea of retirement is is really a broken system, that it worked for a long time, for, I don't know, 50 plus years, this idea of retirement in the Western world on various programs such as, as Social Security, Medicare, uh, as and those are more government type programs, but also pensions, which oftentimes are government based, uh, 401ks, IRAs, overall a large investment portfolio to save for retirement. I think that with this next next economic downturn, along with the downturn in the markets, real estate, stock markets, and otherwise bond markets as well, um, and large, large amounts of inflation, you, you're going to see a lot of people realize that their future retirement uh, the, the ways that people chose to, to save for retirement in the past no longer will work in the future. So for instance, Social Security. For those of us that are in the millennial generation or even Gen Z or even Gen X, uh, uh, there's going to be a lot of people I think that realize that Social Security, hey, it might still be there when, when we retire, but it's going to be a shadow of its former self. We're going to be getting paid in massively inflated dollars. Right, and that potentially is the same for for programs like like public, uh, publicly funded pensions. That yes, maybe they're going to get a bailout. Maybe they'll still exist, even though they're massively underfunded. Uh, much like much like Social Security is is eventually going to go bankrupt. It's going to get funded. The government, in one way or another, is going to fund that through bailouts, through through deficit spending, etc. But it's going to be inflated. Right. And then there's the other side of that. Those that are are planning on on assets like like 401ks, IRAs um, and various other you know long term uh, retirement plans that I think are going to get absolutely destroyed by drops in the market. 
as well as inflation, right? You, you, we might see, you know, in the next five years, the Dow Jones could be at 30,000, be at 40,000, but the purchasing power of that is, is going to move down quite a bit. Same thing goes for bonds. I mean, all of these things I'm talking about, uh, pension funds, 401ks, IRAs, you know, government bonds, corporate bonds are a common uh, asset that they invest in. And, and those very well, you know, may not be defaulted on, especially the government debt, but you got to ask yourself, you know, what, what type of dollars are you going to get paid in? $2,018 or, or $2,023 that, that are, that are far, far, um, worth less in terms of purchasing power. Now, many would argue that they're worthless uh, as a base case, but, but we're still talking about, you know, purchasing power and, and you can buy, obviously still buy stuff with dollars, but I think retirement is going to be a huge one. And this is going to go beyond five years because retirement has to be a long-term planning stage. And yet, you know, you're still seeing a lot of boomers and, and Gen Xers that aren't saving for retirement, but even those that are planning for retirement, they're, they're going to realize that methods that have been used in the past they're not going to work for the future. Now, maybe there's going to be a time in the future where, where stocks or bonds or real estate, those are going to be valid investment strategies again. But it very well could be the case that those that are holding those assets over the next five years, over the next 10 years, are going to get proverbially proverbially uh, killed, that their, their assets are going to be uh, really wiped out, you know, worth half of what they expected they would upon retirement, uh, a quarter or a tenth even. Um, and, and I think that there's going to be a lot of people that see others moving that direction or, or their own own portfolios, their own retirement futures moving that direction. And they'll choose uh, uh, something that can preserve wealth and which will likely be rising during the time period. I'm talking about silver and gold. And that really moves us to the last reason as to why I think this popularity uh, is really going to increase over the next five five years, and that is uh, price. Now, I'm not going to get into deep price predictions for silver and gold, but, you know, you ask any, you know, big uh, uh, bullion dealer, you know, I, I oftentimes advertise, uh, do affiliate marketing, if you will, for, for SD bullion. Um, there's a link below in the description, you know, they compensate me per, per you know, uh, uh, referral, I guess. And if you want to do that, it's a great way to help me out. But if you ask them, you know, what is it that really drives demand? Yeah, there's things like economic fears. And, and those can be huge sparks for, for, for investment demand. There can be uh, geopolitical fears, right? And there's many other things that, that can cause people to want to go out and buy, order some physical silver and gold and take delivery of that. But one of the most basic reasons that people do it is price movement. Price movement down, like we saw in, in the second half of 2018, where we saw gold move below 1200 for a period of time. Silver actually below $14 for, for a very brief amount of time, but certainly in the $14 range. Or price moving up, right? You got to remember that post-2008, that was a big move up for silver and gold. You had kind of a, a large, I guess, bull market in the early 2000s, a correction in 2008 or a big drop. And then, you know, beginning in 2009 through 2011, 2012, you saw silver and gold up, go up significantly. And I think that was a big piece of that investment demand. Now, uh, it, it's tough because those of us that are buying in now are, are certainly, I think, buying at a much better price point than those that are going to be buying at, at $20 an ounce or $1,400 for gold. Or thirty dollars an ounce, or, or you know, sixteen hundred for gold, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But is there still going to be value in that? Uh, hopefully. Now, now it's going to be a tough moment for me, you know, talking about 
am I still going to be super bullish on silver and gold and they maybe potentially even look overvalued versus other assets? Um, and I certainly don't want to fall in the trap of saying, hey, silver and gold, they're great buys at you know X price when uh, you know I have the potential to, to fall into kind of the same trap that, that people said uh, about silver when it was nearing 50 and gold when it was nearing 2000. I don't want to fall into that trap and, and, and it's hard to say will silver and gold maintain that price or not. But these are all, you know, neither here nor there. The fact of the matter is that the moving price, uh, moving up, you know, once silver breaks $20 and gains a lot of attention, gold breaks, you know, 1350, 1400, you're going to see a lot of attention moving into the space. And I think this is, this is going to be obviously institutional investors, but also stackers, uh, that, that, that are interested in it and, and, and see a real potential to diversify, to protect their wealth, etc. Um, but I think the real, uh, I guess task at hand for, for people like you and I, now I have a larger voice here on YouTube and, and, and podcasting platforms, etc. But even, you know, uh, people I talk to in my own life or people that you talk to in your own life, whether that's friends, families, et cetera, that, that you trust and you're willing to talk to about this. You know, I think the task that we have is to present silver and gold as a means to diversify, to protect your wealth, uh, an insurance policy, even a savings account for, for those of us that, that maybe sometimes have trouble saving hard cash that, that at times can be so much more liquid than silver and gold in terms of you can go to the gas station, go to Amazon and, and spend that money pretty quick. Um, we, we we have to present this to other people that, that will be, I guess, uh, silver and gold stackers in the future as an asset that you potentially are buying over the long term, holding over the long term, something that, yes, you can maybe trade for other assets in the future, but this is by no means a get rich quick scheme. Now, there's a potential for that. Sure. The greatest transfer of wealth or whatever you want to call it. Sure. You could be trading this for houses, for land, for cheap stocks, etc. But we don't want to present this as as a get-rich-quick scheme, which will lead to, I think, is, is a very short-sighted strategy because those friends, those family members of yours that, that buy into that and, and, and silver and gold aren't doing what they want to. Maybe it will over the time period, but if it doesn't, they they need to understand the real reasons why silver and gold have have stood the test of time, right? Kings didn't buy gold or or hoard gold back in the day in hopes that it would, you know, double in value, right? Right? Um, uh, you know, the, the the families that have have passed down their sort of dynastic wealth through the means of of silver and gold and whatnot, um, they didn't buy it generations ago because they expected double in price. No, it's a way to preserve your wealth, right? Now, maybe that means preserving wealth while all these other assets drop and eventually you can buy them. Maybe it means preserving your wealth for retirement. Maybe it means preserving your wealth for the next generation, for your children. But we have to present it in a rational uh, point of view, uh, give them both sides of the argument that yes, there's a bull case for it. Yes, it can be seen as an investment, but it's so much more than that. It's so much more than this cheap stock or this this crypto or 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 pick your speculative investment. It's so much more than that. There's so many additional benefits to it, um, that, that that can't necessarily be said for some of these other speculative investments. So that's kind of our task, right? Um, bringing a, a really balanced viewpoint when when it comes to presenting silver and gold to these people. So 
I hope this has been interesting to you, to those of you that that are um, stackers and are, uh, are trying to talk to other people about um, buying silver and gold uh, because we care about them and care about their futures uh, financially, and and you know it's going to be painful to see some of these people that are depending on on all these strategies I've been talking about, pensions, social security, four hundred one ks, IRAs, uh, cash, etc. And, and it's going to be painful seeing them really go through some rough times as they see their portfolios drop. And, and, and you know, the, the worst thing ever would be for them to realize after the fact, uh, hey, silver and gold, that, that my son, my daughter, my father, my mother, my brother, my sister, cousin, friend, etc. talked to me about many years ago. That, that was a good buy back then. And, and now it's gonna be tough because a i don't have a whole lot of money to convert into that and b wow it's looking uh, uh maybe not overvalued but but certainly more expensive than it was back then um so time is now i guess right the time was a couple of years ago time was five years ago getting precious metals but there's still time obviously um I, i'm not an alarmist saying that silver and gold you have a month you have a year no it's hard to put a time span on this but but certainly getting out of this ahead is better to have it not need it over the next year than to need it and not have it, you know, kind of going back to that argument. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this down below in the comment section. Again, if you started in the last six months, let me know, let the rest of my viewers know down below in the comment section. As always, I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video and God bless.